What is up, guys and girls? Welcome to the Let's Be Real podcast. This is your host, Naomi, and I'm here to cover all things health, fitness, lifestyle, and mindset. The aim of this podcast is to inspire you to become the best version of yourself. It is also a place where I talk openly about things that most people just don't want to discuss, like mental health and motivation, just to name a couple. Plus, I'll be here to give you some little tips and tricks on how you can become a more evolved you. So let's get started. Good morning or good afternoon, guys. How are we doing today? I have a special little guest and I'm so excited for this episode. You guys will know me by now. I have been very uncertain about my breast augmentation for quite some time and I do voice my opinion, but I have the lovely Ash with me today. Hi, guys. So welcome. I wanted to ask you, how do you say your last name? Feeling like how you feeling? Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> that is so good. So you can find Ash on Instagram. It is Ash underscore, but it's P H L P H E L A N. There we go. All right. Um, so Ash has the reason why we're having her on today is because she has had a breast explant. Explant. Yeah. So that is due to a few different reasons, which we will cover. Um, but before we get started, I wanted to do my good old standard life update, but I thought we could bring you on in this. So do you want to get started? What's been going on? Oh, it's been a little bit uh, crazy at the moment. I guess like work's been busy. I just uh, went back home to Mackay. I'm from Mackay originally, so I went home to Mackay for the weekend and visited my friends and family. So that was amazing. Um, and aside from that, just training, getting back into training after recovery. Yeah. And yeah, just um, really... I guess. Chilling. Yeah, chilling. Awesome. So what has been going on with me? Um, oh God, you guys already know my life. This week has been super productive. I've had a great week. Actually, I had a massage. Have you ever heard of like lymphatic drainage? Yeah, massage one. Yeah, I've had, had it. Yeah. Oh my God. I feel like we didn't even cover this. So good. Oh, so interesting. So if you would have seen on my story, I wasn't feeling the greatest. I had a massage a few weeks ago. Anyway, long story short, um, my body was trying to like detoxify itself, but it was just not, life was just not happening. I was just so toxic and I felt so average for the last couple of weeks. I've been like, something's wrong with me. Um, so I went back for my second massage and I feel amazing. Anyway, that's, that's pretty much my life update. Um, I have been really productive. It's been a great week. I don't really have anything else to, for you guys, but we will do our quote of the day before we get into it. So I'm going to get Ash to pick a little, uh, Pick a little card. I you have guys... a perfect one. Yeah, you do? <laughs> <laughs> what have okay, we got? so life isn't about finding yourself. Life is about creating yourself. Oh my God, that is perfect. It is perfect. I love that. Life is definitely about creating yourself. So today I wanted to sort of cover everything regarding breast augmentation, uh, breast implant illness, and basically just tits in general. <laughs> Um, I think we'll get started with, just tell me a little bit more about yourself, um, prior to ever wanting your boobs done. Yeah. So like, I guess I have wanted, wanted implants since I was 16. So, um, I got bullied in high school and obviously it all stemmed from insecurity and everyone goes through things like that in their own way. Um, but from 16, so then as soon as I turned 18, I obviously got them done. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So, so you're very young. Yeah, very young. And I think you make decisions when you're young without realizing the later implications <laughs> or without really thinking about everything properly. Yeah. So it's like 
making those choices, like going to the car drifts when you're a young teenager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that wasn't me, guys, I promise. No. Um, <laughs> they know that anyway. I've told, them, I've told them all that. So basically it stemmed from like younger insecurities. Yeah, absolutely. I think we'll um, touch more on that in a moment. But what? tell me a little bit about yourself. What do you do for work? What are your like passions, your goals? Um, so I work as a business development executive. So I have a very... I guess, business oriented job. I am very passionate about fitness. Obviously that's no secret. Um, also very passionate about creativity. So I study, um, design and business. I am also very passionate about personal development. So I read a lot of personal development material and oh my God, I, yes. yeah, so I really like to employ that into my own life daily, but also try and help other people to do Aww, the same. That's so lovely. I love yeah. that. Personal development is like key in life. Absolutely. Be the best version of you. Yeah. Be a, my, my standard quote, be a more evolved you. Absolutely. If you're not evolving, yeah. like you're yeah. stagnant and that's, that's not a good time. Very, very <laughs> true. So what else do you do? Do you have anything like fun little hobbies or? Yeah. Uh, I'm extremely creative. So I draw often, I paint, I, um, I love to embellish things, so I love everything that's sparkly. So I make uh, denim jackets. Oh my and god, so cool! Yeah, embellishes in like jewels. Yeah, gems, oh. diamonds. Yeah. Fun. Oh my god, you should make a bikini. I would love to do that. Anything <laughs> extra is me. <laughs> that is cool. I love that. Oh my god. All right. Well, I think let's get into the hot little topic. I did have a few. Um, questions that I put on my Instagram poll, like a questions box on my Insta stories the other day. And I did get a few questions, which I think I will answer towards the end of the episode. And what I wanted to do with Ash was sort of talk about both of our experiences. However, they are very different, but I think in a way they will sort of like intertwine. So we'll just see how this sort of like pans out. I guess tell us your story from day dot about why you got your boobs done. I know you covered that, but where it all started, how you made your decision. Yeah, so I made my decision, I wouldn't say lightly. I decided over a period of, I guess, a few years and then I got it done. Um, so as soon as I turned 18, obviously, as I said, and then it just became, I guess, my recovery into, I guess having them for six years yeah. is all a blur because I I started to get sick about a year after having them. Yeah. So. Which I, scares I, me actually because I'm a year post-op like two weeks ago. So yeah. yeah, I've heard that the things don't come until like six months to a year. Yeah, because I think obviously like anything foreign in your body, it takes time for it to either accept or reject. Mm. So it's either like, yep, this is here, this is staying or no, I don't like this it's going. Yeah. So six months to a year is definitely, yeah, which is quite, um, which is quite scary actually. And I think that people don't, what am I trying to say? Uh, realize that it's an option that they, yeah. Yeah. Could potentially disappear. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you were 18, you said when you got your boobs done, which is quite a young age. Yeah. (laughs) I, I just wanted, like, I saw a solution to a problem and that was the fix. So it was like, if I can get implants to solve this insecurity, why wouldn't I do it? Yeah. At the time. And you said you were bullied in? Yeah. So I was bullied in high school predominantly. Uh, a lot of my friends had big boobs and I had nothing. And I was, 
One of the comments that stuck with me in particular, I was told, you're so flat, you make the walls jealous. <laughs> I did read that on your story and I was yeah. like, oh, that is a really bad, that's really bad. Yeah. Boys, if you're listening to this, I'll punch you in the face yeah. if you ever say me that too. to a female ever again. Um, but yeah, bullying in like ch- children or early adolescents can damage people for life. Like I've had some horrible horrible bullying when I was in school as well and I think that sort of shapes you into the person like you are today absolutely yeah I also wanted to get mine done I think sort of from a young young age like I didn't have much either and I used to get picked on all the time in high school from that so it just took me a little bit longer to actually take that jump Mm. so um it's a scary decision yeah when did your how was your recovery I guess we should say post up uh, <laughs> the pain was awful. So I was literally yeah. for the first five days, I was like, what have I done to myself? This is horrific. Yeah. People don't even like, they just think that it's a smooth sailing and hats off to you. If you had a great recovery, like you guys have won. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I'm sorry, but no, you know, you know, the name of the podcast anyway. Oh, post-op is shit. <laughs> Literally. So much pain, so much discomfort. And I think that's like, you're squeezing these things into a tiny space that didn't have space before. So it's like tight and pressure and, you know, you've cut a muscle, which is massive. You don't, you don't think about how So are you, what, um, what plane did you get? So I'm under the muscle. Well, not anymore. I was (laughs) under the muscle. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, those that did ask on my poll, I have dual plane. So it is technically like between the muscle. So they cut the muscle and they put the implant between it. So there's three different types of implants. I'm sorry if you guys are well aware of this, but those that aren't, there is over the muscle, under the muscle and dual plane. So recovery wise, over is the easiest, under is a little bit harder. And then dual plane is obviously the worst because you are doing damage to the muscle and the surrounding areas. That's Mm -hmm. correct, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's done a bit more research than me, obviously, <laughs> having surgery done twice. A lot. See, I think people put this, like, unrealic, unrealistic expectation that it's smooth sailing, but it's, it's it depends on the person. Obviously, we all have different, like, pain thresholds, but it's not a good time. No, it's not. And I think we just underestimate that it is a major, major surgery. The yeah. complications and the risks. You think about it, the immediate surgery risks and complications, but... You don't really understand it. Yeah. And think about further surgery. Like, implants aren't forever. They're at least every 10 years you have to have surgery yeah. again. So. See, it's funny. My surgeon actually told me that my types of implants are now the newer type because I've only had, him, had them for a year. I don't have to get them redone at 10 years anymore. But I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't know. That's not okay. I don't believe that. Like, they can't stay in my body for the rest of my life. Surely they've got to be like, they are like they are silicon. They slowly disintegrate in your body. Yeah, some do anyway. Love that. But anyway, that's that's another topic. <laughs> we'll get to that one. Um, so yeah, surgery for those that haven't had a breast augmentation. As a quick summary of that, it can be a walk in the park, and the girls that can go to cafes a few days later, you're living the great life. But for some, it is actually horrendous. I people ask me if I would ever have it done again. I would honestly say no because purely the pain for like those few weeks were just horrible. Agree? Yeah. 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 <laughs> we all have different pain thresholds, obviously, but and depends on your body. 
but yeah, that was just my experience. What I sort of wanted to cover on that one is a little bit more on my post-op experience and my recovery because we obviously have different situations mm-hmm. here. So a few complications, I guess, that happened with me. Firstly, when you wake up from anesthetic, please explain that feeling to the world. Well, I personally am allergic to anesthetics. So oh my God, I think I am too. Like, <laughs> I projectile vomited and choked yeah. on my own vomit. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Love that for us. Yeah. I, oh my God, when you first wake up, if you if anyone that has had major surgery, anesthetic is like neck level. I woke up and I was like, I actually couldn't breathe. I was like crying, screaming, like hyperventilating. I couldn't move. I, I literally felt like my whole body was just numb. Mm-hmm. Such a scary feeling, especially when you've got this truckload on your chest. It literally feels like a baby elephant. That's what they yeah, say. The nurses are always amazing. But um, yeah, so really, really quick summary. I had a horrible like week, I guess. Um, you know, the standard, you can't lie down for like a few weeks. People say you can't lie down flat for about four to six weeks. Is that right? If you lie down, you're not getting back up. Yeah. (laughs) But mine was like, it took me three months before I could lie down at like, no, like 45, 45 degree angle. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was, I slept upright and I mean six pillows for three months. That was horrible. <laughs> yeah, no, mine wasn't like that. Yeah, like I, I don't know. I just, I didn't recover very well, I guess. I actually had, um, I lost all feeling from my collarbone to my fingertips. So I had like severe nerve damage from going back to work too early. So lesson. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a little bit scary. When did you start to notice, I guess, symptoms as such? So tell me a little bit more about your breast implant illness. Um, or- So like I said, I had my implants in for a total of six years. Um, And I would say that I noticed a year after, I guess, little things started to go wrong. But I never realized it was my implants until probably four or five months before my explant surgery. So that entire time of four to five years of being incredibly sick, having all these health problems, I always just thought it was just me falling apart, being incredibly unfortunate and having bad luck with my health. So the first thing was definitely the chronic fatigue that set in and hit me very hard, very quickly. Uh, And by the end of it, I could not even get out of bed most days. Uh, Like people could genuinely shake me and I would just like not be waking up. So that's the extent that got to. But other things that I guess happened um, pretty quickly was the pain. I was always in pain. Yeah. So I always, predominantly the left side, I couldn't breathe properly. I always had like shallow breathing. I had really bad eyesight and my eyesight continued to get worse. I had like a disgusting metallic body odor, like yeah. really weird to explain, but I didn't have like BO ever before or like I guess the smelly BO as such is mm. super gross, but it just smelled like metal was coming out of my yeah. armpits. Yeah. And I've heard that as well. And I think, um, just going back a little bit, when things start to like go wrong or you start to get sick, you don't want to put it back on your implants. Cause yeah. it's a choice that you made to potentially feel or look better or feel happier in life. But it's actually doing so much damage that you're like, no, it can't be my implants. So you just brush it off. Yeah. And you don't want it to be true. Like you wanted them so bad. You paid so much money. You talked yourself into surgery and 
in your eyes at that point in time, they fixed you. They made you feel great and confident and yeah. you don't want them to at the time, go yeah. And you're like, no, I don't want to lose this. Yeah. Quick disclaimer in the middle of this potty is this is just our personal opinion. Obviously, we are not doctors or surgeons or experts in this area at all, but we wanted to share a little bit of light on how we feel. I wanted to do an episode on how I do feel about my breast implants, if I want them, if I regret them, rah, rah, rah. But I also wanted to cover the other side of the spectrum with breast implant illness. And for those that don't know what breast implant illness is, I will put a few of the symptoms um, on my Instagram post when I post this podcast. But do you just want to explain what breast implant illness is a little bit more? Yeah. So like, obviously there's a lot of detail to it, but a very broad explanation is that it is your human body having an immune response to the silicon or foreign body inside you. So you put these silicon sacs that have hundreds of chemicals in them on top of your vital organs. And like anything in the human body, your body can decide to reject or accept it. So BII is the process of your body rejecting implants and your immune yeah. system basically being so focused on the implants that it doesn't focus on anything else. Yeah. And you were saying your symptoms started to happen the last, well, after like about a year mm. and you've had them for six years. So how did you live with like that pain for so long or that confusion? So it was a downward spiral. It started to be manageable. I'm a very resilient person. So I just constantly handled it got the next issue, handled it, just, you know, kept getting up every day, kept pushing on. And I, I guess it didn't really get to a point where it was unmanageable until four to five months before my surgery. Um, but that was a point where it became unmanageable and I had to do something about it. Yeah. So I guess the biggest thing was for me that I couldn't ignore it anymore. Whereas previously I didn't realize it was my implant. So I just kept being like, well, there's no solution to this issue. I'll just have to live with it and move on. So what was, I guess, the turning point when you realized like, holy crap, like there is something seriously wrong with me and it's most likely like my implants. Did anything happen or? Yeah. So the last, this last year, 2019 was the worst for my health. And a lot of things started to, I guess, increase. My symptoms got worse and I wasn't coping with any of it as well mentally. So then what happened was Easter weekend of this year, I came home from work on just a regular Thursday, uh, to look at myself in the mirror. I was in quite a lot of pain. I was really tired. It was one of the bad days. Like I had good and bad days, but this was a really bad day for my health. Uh, and I looked in the mirror, was getting ready for a shower and my left implant was swollen, severely swollen. Yeah. So it was much bigger than the other. It felt really hard and it was just abnormal. Did anything happen like at work that you're like, oh, this is weird or it just like... No, I was just in pain and I just felt sick and tired and foggy. Just but, a day in the life yeah. of at the time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was nothing abnormal for me. I just, that's how I felt most days. Yeah. So to look at it that's when alarm bells rang and I became very stressed because I knew immediately that there was something really wrong yeah um so my brother he is a third year nursing student um he's very 
aware of, I guess, everything medical is an absolute nerd. Um, so I, yeah, <laughs> if you're listening, uh, but yeah, so I immediately was like, what do you think I should do? And he was like, you need to get to the hospital. And for him to say that, that was even more alarm bells for me. So I went straight to the hospital and basically spent the duration of Easter long weekend in and out of emergency, short stay. Uh, it's very difficult to get ultrasounds and things like that on Easter long weekend. So yeah, that was hard. So basically in and out of hospital, home doctors finally having an ultrasound on the Tuesday because they thought that my implant had ruptured. So at that time it was just, uh, oh, your implant's ruptured, you'll need surgery to replace it, that's it. So what exactly is a rupture for those that may not be aware? So a rupture is when the silicon implant actually, I guess, breaks uh, and the silicon has the ability to leak out into your body so like basically not really explodes but like, yeah 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 like so there's pops. there is two types of um implants as well there is gel and there is silicon correct uh saline and silicon so Saline's saline is obviously like water solution yeah. based yeah okay. uh, but the thing with saline implants is that the actual casing around the saline implant is still silicon so they yeah. still have a silicon aspect yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they suspected a rupture. I had the ultrasound and there was no rupture. Right. Yeah. So you're just like, what the hell? Why does my boob look like a, yep. Yeah. <laughs> a ticking time bomb basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I guess the concerning part was that the medical professionals that I was personally dealing with didn't seem alarmed. They didn't seem to be as worried as I was and they didn't seem to be taking it as seriously as I yeah. think it needed to be. And I think that's massive nowadays because um, breast implant illness is becoming more and more prevalent. Yeah. yeah. Um, but people, or surgeons, I should say, really brush it off. Like you can ask your surgeon before you go in for surgery, what are the symptoms, like what's going to happen? What are my chances of getting like a rupture or a contracture or a breast implant illness? And they just like brush it off, obviously, mm-hmm. because they don't want to, I think, accept the fact. And it can be quite a like really a taboo topic but something that's doubted and questioned but yeah I think the medical industry sort of pushes it to the side a little bit yeah I think it it was 50 50 I think half of the medical industry was saying yes I definitely see a lot of grounds for the for BII and I guess the further breast implant complications sorry being a thing whereas half of it is saying no it's not there's not enough evidence Medically minded people think differently. They're not as yeah. open minded, I guess. But now, I would say in the last twelve months, it's definitely tipping more to the yes, it's real side because yeah, you know the FDA's made major changes. There's been major implant recalls all throughout Australia. Yeah, so things are happening. Yeah, <laughs> which is sort of exciting in a good and a bad way. It depends yeah. on how you want to look at that situation. So after this little experience I guess what was the next step or the next big thing that you're like oh my god like these need to get out of my body what happened next so from there it it didn't stop I felt like that and continued to get worse so for the next two weeks that consisted of multiple doctor's appointments further ultrasounds and then a referral to a specialist so I was actually going home to Mackay to the for the next weekend for, um, I think it was like a birthday or something, but anyway, I had a surgeon in Mackay that I knew very well, so I was able to get into that surgeon and have them assessed, and he agreed there was something definitely wrong. Uh, so my left implant, he confirmed, had, I guess, slipped out of the capsule that 
form. So what happens is you yeah. have your implant and you would know, but like the capsule forms around the outside, yeah. which is fibrous tissue of your body stopping the implant from connecting with the rest of your body, yeah. basically. So he said that that had slipped out of the capsule. There was like a hole in it potentially, but something was wrong. And he said, I would need an MRI to confirm the extent of it. So then they started thinking along the lines of a contracture, which is where the capsule tightens around the implant and rejects it. Your body's rejecting it. So it goes like hard. hard yeah. So those that have ever heard of like implants going like hard or contracting, it's literally like your body squishing it. Yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah, not a fun, I imagine not a fun no. feeling at all. Like it already, okay. If there's a, if there is any male population listening, <laughs> think of like, your chest muscles contracting when you do like a chest fly or something at the gym. Imagine like a rock in there or like a little baby melon and like squeezing on that. It's so much like tension and yeah. pressure on your chest. Um, I think that's why I don't really like, I, I don't like training chest no. purely for the fact that it just feels so gross. I don't even want to know what a contraction feels like. Cross my heart. Hope to die. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> that I never have to experience that. But um, after your little surgeon checkup in Mackay did they come up with anything or uh no so basically because I obviously lived on the Gold Coast he referred me to a specialist on the Gold Coast and uh referred me to have an MRI so then I came home had the MRI and then waited for my specialist appointment so in between that waiting time of about three weeks three to four weeks I just lived on painkillers and yeah so you were still experiencing the same like yeah so it had gotten worse it was very very painful it was like shooting chest pain as well as tightness as well as I guess like yeah just all-round discomfort difficulty breathing and yeah Yeah. difficulty breathing and just anxiety as to what was wrong with me and how like you said a ticking time bomb how long was I going to be like that for and what exactly was happening yeah and I think it's that's probably the scariest thing is not knowing what's going on yeah um so what was I guess like your next step uh, so I guess I can fast forward a little bit through all of the appointments. I had a lot of appointments because it wasn't an easy diagnosis. Uh, but then the MRI basically showed fluid surrounding my left implant. So there's another big scary topic that is associated to BII, which is BIA, which is a type of rare lymphoma cancer, which is actually caused only by breast implants, textured, yeah. textured implants. So that's why textured implants have recently a lot of them have been recalled due to their links with that so there's a lot of symptoms including bilateral swelling meaning obviously one is swollen and hard uh, difficulty breathing pain and then ultimately fluid so it's basically like (laughs) a cancer yeah like breast cancer but because you chose to put some like implants in your body yeah yeah it's such a hard thing to like come to terms to come to terms too, I guess. Yeah, very scary. Like I still honestly, like my heart now still is like fluttery thinking about how I felt knowing that that was potentially an option and I potentially had done that to myself unknowingly. Uh, So I had to have what's called a fine needle biopsy where they put a large needle into your boob and extract the fluid out. So, oh my god! Yeah, yeah, very uncomfortable. Um, I'm terrified of needles. So, and like, I think that just sort of brings back, for me right now sitting here, that brings back the pain of, like, mm. operation and 
that's just yeah any major surgery is such a big deal um and i think it's just not really taken into consideration as much as we would sort of like to so after all of this i'm sure you were probably i guess wanting them out or not sure or wouldn't come to terms or how did you feel about this uh i guess after the fine needle biopsy so that actually came back clear which i was very grateful for i did not have the cancer so that was obviously very reassuring but that for me going through a period of a matter of weeks waiting for those results thinking i could have cancer from my implants cemented in my mind 1000 percent they were coming out that you wanted an explant yeah yeah definitely on top of everything that i'd already been through that was just the icing on the cake yeah and i think i actually was listening to a podcast the other day and they explained the explant procedure and like I can't wait for you to explain this, but you actually have to see a surgeon that is specializes in explants. Like you can't just go see a normal surgeon because there's so much more than just taking out the implant. So how, like, how did you, how did you choose to do this? What's, tell me everything. Uh, (laughs) I think like, I just, I was so sick for so long and like, I, it sounds dramatic, but I genuinely, genuinely felt like I was dying. I, I like all of your illnesses as well. Like, yeah. So like the way that I, not just the issue that happened on Easter weekend for years before, I was just so incredibly sick and constantly unwell and everything was constantly hard. And like I said, I'm a resilient person. I kept putting up with it, but my family often say if it was someone who wasn't resilient and strong and, uh, I guess stubborn, that they would have just laid down and not gotten out of bed ever because yeah. it was so bad. So what are the what are a few symptoms of like breast implant illness that you had that you were like this is after you had them obviously removed that you're like this is a bit funny or even before. Oh, so uh, one thing for me was I had chronic pain. So my back literally felt like an 80 year old woman. My legs after every training session I did I never recovered. Yeah, like never recovered properly. So I was permanently sore every morning I would get out of bed I would be like a creaking aching body and I was like you know I'm in my early 20s I am not meant to feel like this I'm you know um there's heaps of like even small symptoms that I think a lot of people can have but like without having implants but when you collectively put them together there's like 29 or something crazy and I had like 22 of them yeah so like another thing is brain fog you you feel like an airy fairy idiot 24 7 that's me guys (laughs) i was saying this to my girlfriend yesterday we went for a walk and i was like i just feel so dumb sometimes like my brain just can't concentrate on things i think that's why like the more and more people talk about it now the more i do get a little bit nervous because i do see all of these symptoms pop up and i'm like oh my god like is this like gonna potentially happen to me um i think that's why i did want to chat about it as well a little bit more and Share a little bit of light on the situation. Yeah, and I think it's, I don't know, like it's important to realize that it's not, sharing this is not to instill panic in others or paranoia or make you look for things that aren't there uh, because that's not what it is. Like obviously there is quite a few generic symptoms that people would be like, oh, that's just life, that's just tired or that could be a diet or it could be another issue. And yeah, that's fine, it can be. But when you're looking at, like you said, a collective of nearly 30 symptoms and you have almost all of them, it's more so just to be aware so that if it does start to happen... That you're cautious of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so fast forwarding to your decision to make explant of mm-hmm. your 
toxic little sacks. <laughs> How did you go about this? How was the surgery procedure? Because I... I'm so scared to ever have a surgery again on my boobs, let alone have them removed. How do they remove the actual, like, implant? Yeah, I was terrified. I've had quite a few surgeries, but this was, like, the one I was most scared for. So, explant surgery involves... Obviously, people are like, oh, yeah, they just make an incision and they just pull the sack out. That's not how it works. Yeah, that that would be amazing. Imagine (laughs) that, right? Just, there you go, take it out. I wish. Uh, No, so what happens is that, I guess, capsule that I explained that grows around your implant... That is connected, can be connected to your chest wall, your, you know, bits and pieces, your muscle, obviously, inside you, all the tissues sort of grows together because that is your tissue growing around a foreign body. Yeah. So to take it out, they need to take out the whole capsule as if it's like a pillowcase around a pillow. They have to remove that out of your body desirably in one piece so that anything that's inside the implant doesn't come out into your body. So that involves like detaching from your chest wall. Yeah, and I hear that like the implant can detach to your rib cage and like collarbone. Yeah. So it's not just a case of like removing the implant. It's like you literally have to scrape any like residue that. Yeah, and my surgeon was very, I guess, open and upfront with me and said there is a chance that we may have to leave some capsule behind because if it's more of a risk that we're literally pulling out your body tissue that it needs to stay there. We won't do it. Yeah. So that gives you an insight as to how how much it gets in there and yeah. that it can be a huge risk to the rest of you yeah, that's um, crazy. just by taking it out. Um, so how was, I guess, like the recovery from this and how, more importantly, how are you feeling? <laughs> oh my God, it's, an, <laughs> it's crazy. Like it's literally mind blowing how good I feel now. It gives me goosebumps, makes my cheeks all tingly. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're like, face just lit up. That was so lovely. Yeah, I, I just never imagined I could possibly feel this good this quickly. Yeah. Uh, so I'm almost 14 weeks post-surgery, but immediately after, like we talked about the recovery, how shitty it is getting implants put in. My recovery of explant, although it's a major, major surgery, it was like my body was just so grateful that they were gone. Yeah, like, and I've heard that so many times. <laughs> yeah. Was the um was the recovery like bad? Because I've no. been interested. I've always wanted to ask someone this. No. Like really? No. No. I when I had my implants put in, I was on heavy, heavy painkillers for like two weeks after yeah. minimum. Uh, so this time I took Endone for literally two days and after that I took Panadol for two days and then I never took another painkiller. Yeah. After three days I was that girl that was at a cafe like yeah. living my best life. Oh my god I love that. <laughs> yeah. Oh how awesome. So yeah basically it changed a life I should say. Absolutely changed my life. Best what, decision I've ever made. <laughs> what do you um what do you think, like, what symptoms have gone? Like, how do you feel better? Tell me. So, in the first week, when I literally opened my eyes from surgery, I could breathe properly. So, I haven't been... Even able... after, like, an uh, yeah. anesthetic? Yeah. Could take a full breath in. Like, felt like my lungs had never had oxygen, basically. <laughs> oh, my God. So, another big thing is, um, and I have actually a before and after on my Instagram page, but what your face looks like before and after. So, like, I took yeah. a, a photo a week before versus a week after and the like I was just so swollen, swollen and inflamed yeah. and I looked like dead like I looked like I had black bags under my eyes my nose bridge was swollen and that all disappeared within a week um yeah also my migraines I'd suffered from migraines they started to fade away obviously even after having surgery 
I had minimal chest pain in comparison to what I had had for years before. Yeah. So that went away. After two weeks, my body aches and pains completely vanished, like the chronic pain. And I kept thinking, well, maybe that's because I had been on painkillers, so I'll give it a bit longer and see if it's really gone. Yeah. But it was really gone. So, like, chronic fatigue, like, everything's, like, 100% gone? Um, No, my chronic fatigue, like, my chronic pain disappeared, but my chronic fatigue, I still, I definitely had more energy. So, for about the first six weeks, um, I definitely had more energy, whereas... I've had a couple of weeks since where I felt like I used to feel in terms of my energy levels. Yeah. So people will explain to you, medical professionals will say that your body does take a lot of time to detox after having them in there for so long. So you go through, I guess, like, well, you can go through, like, relapses in terms of some of your symptoms. And how long do you feel like the – or how long is the detoxification process? I guess everyone's body is different, but they they really tell you to give it like a year, a year post-explant. And then that's a long time. It is a long time, but it's still like you feel constantly better. You're constantly improving. So it's not like, oh, I feel awful. Then maybe one day I'll feel great. It's just constant improvement rather than constant deterioration. So there's (laughs) there's more good days than bad days. Absolutely. 100%. Well, that is an amazing, amazing thing. I think... um, I guess, is there anything else you wanted to cover on that before we do some of the Instagram questions? Um, I think something that is huge for me and my personal reason in sharing all of this in general is just that I think, and you would probably agree, as women, especially young women, we're constantly pressured into looking and yes. being a certain way, a yeah, certain 100%. stereotype. Uh, and you're made to feel that if you don't look like this this I guess picture perfect Instagram body yeah then you're not good enough and I just desperately wish I could go back and tell my 16 year old self that I was enough because even after having my surgery going back to tiny little a cup boobs in in comparison to double d's yeah I genuinely love myself now like I don't ever look in the mirror and feel unhappy with what I look like yeah and that is so amazing and so so important and I think that's why I wanted Ash on here is because I'm like the biggest advocate for self-love as I'm sure you are all aware and just being confident and happy within yourself and I think the reason why I do question my implants so much is because I am so passionate about loving yourself for who you are and I find that that's something that sort of contradicts um the way I express my feelings and also living in a world of social media nowadays it's sort of it sounds bad but it's sort of like expected to get them especially for younger girls I feel like so many people are now getting implants and it's just the normal especially coming from like a body composition or a bodybuilding world where And I'm not going to say that you don't place as well unless you have boobs because that's sort of like a little bit inaccurate and I can't say that, but look, it definitely creates a better shape and you feel more confident on stage. And I've obviously done a show with, with implants and a show without them. And I can hundred percent say that I felt amazing having them because it just gives you that boost of confidence and it is a great thing, but we just need to keep in mind that there is a lot of negatives to them. And just being a bit more aware of your body and yourself and that you don't need to conform to society and the expectations to feel amazing. And I think that's where you're coming from with the self-love aspect of it. Absolutely. And I think it's like like anything in the, I guess, aesthetics world, it is 
a trend. It's yeah. it's something that became very big. It boomed. And now we're coming to a, a new paradigm shift where everyone is like, okay, maybe we didn't really think about the effects of this yeah. completely before we all rushed into and it. And I think that is, a, that is great. It actually, I feel that it is a trend in some way or was a trend, I should say, because now that explants are becoming a little bit more common and a little bit more spoken about and self-love is such a trend at the moment. If you find on social media... Maybe it's just because I follow these types of people, but it is such a trend and new movement, I should say, to be happy within yourself and to find self-love and be confident in all aspects of life. So it just sort of brings up that next topic on why do people get them and what's the need? I think, I don't know, for me personally, like I've just turned 25 this year and I'm only just now really solid in who I am and what makes me confident. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a process and it's a journey. And when you're young, I think you think that it's your physical exterior that makes you confident, but it's not. Confidence yeah. comes from inside. 100% mentally. Yeah, it's a, it's a mindset. Like, yeah. you choose whether you're confident or not. And, you know, like, yes, you get implants and you're like, great, now I'm confident. But looking back, that's not what made me confident. Yeah. You're like, just putting a band-aid on a deep down mental insecurity. Absolutely. And I think that's what, yeah, I try and that's my, like my biggest passion in life is to help people find their true happiness within themselves mentally and the physical aspects just, are, they're just a byproduct of your mental state. So I wanted to answer a few of these um, questions that I had from my breast augmentation poll that I put up the other day and I guess we can both answer these if you do want to butt in on any of your feelings so we'll just go over a couple of them I get I got the question do they hurt now and this is sort of sharing my story but in my latest comp prep there was not a single day where I wasn't in pain like exercise was horrible and I mean like horrible I can't even do I don't just mean chest I mean like shoulders back Sometimes even doing leg days, my implants were causing me like excruciating pain. I don't know if you've ever yeah I was that. I didn't really suffer like I guess I had my chronic pain all over my body, but chest training chest for me and shoulders absolutely prior to explant it was hard. It hurt. Yeah, and I think that mine is a little bit different because mine's a little bit more muscular and a muscular competition uh, complication. Sorry, <laughs> rather than um. I guess, implant issues. So that's why I'm still a little bit unsure about that. But yes, to answer that question, yes, they do hurt. It has got better since I've left F45. And I think that's because I don't have the constant tension and the like, obviously plyometrics and the 24-7 demos and contractile of doing activity so often. So they have gotten a little bit better. But yeah, I still am very much aware of it. Oh, I like this one biggest impact they have on your life I might get you to answer that one um going back to pre-explant obviously uh they literally impacted my life every single day and it was never in a good way like the yes they looked good but that is the only good thing that they had so the biggest thing was just that they obviously made my health deteriorate so much and I kept thinking you know what like I am this young and do I really want to commit to this inside my body forever? Is it really worth my long-term health? And for me, like even the slightest risk of potential further complications. So I think the biggest impact for me was just 
the constant anxiety and worry like of what was inside me and what they were really doing to what my they were body. Doing. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. I think the biggest impact they have on my life is the fact that they were causing me so much discomfort on a daily basis. And like, it's only been a year and that sort of scares me. And look, I don't know if it is a muscular or rehabilitation issue or if it was a surgery complication or if it's the fact that my body just doesn't like them. I think I'm just going to have to keep a close eye on that one. But yeah, I think it's just the discomfort mainly more than anything that um, impacts my life. That sort of comes, I had another question and the most annoying thing about them. That's probably about the same thing. Do I regret it and why I got my breast augmentation? So very similar to you, I guess, growing up, I got bullied with having like small boobs, which I think is so unfortunate, so upsetting for younger girls nowadays. Um, I wanted them because I wanted to feel confident, but I think, look, this is probably going to sound bad as well, but I wanted them because I wanted to be a bikini pro. I wanted to be idolized in the fitness industry for having the perfect physique on an Instagram feed. Like I know that sounds so stupid, and obviously there's there was more insecurities behind why I wanted implants. But at the end of the day, it's because I felt that I wasn't good enough with my physique to do well in the sport, if that makes sense. Obviously, I wanted them to boost my confidence. And because I was self-conscious of my tiny boobs, like I wouldn't like wearing certain clothes or I wouldn't want guys sort of touching them. So there was a little bit more underlying issues. But I think that's sort of why I got mine. Um, but to answer the do you regret it, I'll pass that on to <laughs> pass it on to Ash. Uh, like if I if I knew everything that I know now, yes, I I wouldn't I wouldn't do it again. There's no way in hell. Like I get asked quite often, will you get them again? And the answer is one hundred thousand percent no. Yeah, there's no way. So would you get them again? Like, do you regret that you had to experience all of this or do you regret having them because now you are the person you are today or? I don't, re like, there's not many things I regret in life. I think everything shapes you and everything is essential to go through to get you where you are. So I think all the hardships I experienced is purely so that I can be a figure for others and yeah. to help them learn and to empower women to realize you are enough. So yeah, I no, love that. Yeah. I, I don't regret it. Like I would go through it it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, but I would go through it a thousand times over if it means that I can help others and that I am as strong as I am because of it. Yeah. Um, I feel that way a lot uh, for a lot of reasons in like so many aspects of my life as well. I think that everything happens for a reason and look, sometimes I'm like, I regret them other times. I love them. So I can't really answer that one for you. I don't regret much in life either. So yeah, I think what, what will be will be and everything happens for a reason. So I'll just leave that one as a as an empty topic. But to end this on more of a positive note, what is your message for people moving forward and how do you feel now? And I genuinely feel amazing now. Like I, it's the best thing I've ever done for myself and I am just so grateful that I had the strength to do it. Um, I think my message for other people is if you have breast implants, don't live in fear. Don't be anxious and stressed. And if you don't have any symptoms, don't look for them in the sense of, yeah. you know, trying to convince yourself out. Like if you have great boobs and you don't feel sick, I am so happy for you because I wish that was my case. Yeah. And I think this is just sharing positive light on a 
unfortunate situation and this is no need to scare anyone and I just want to reinstate that again um it's just to like I said just to be real and talk about something that people don't really want to talk about and what I feel quite uncomfortable talking about as well on my social media yeah absolutely it's it's a very vulnerable topic and I just think that the biggest message is is confidence as well just realize that you don't need to do anything dramatic to your body to be enough because chances are you'll do it and that's still not what is going to make you feel enough yeah you just it all comes from within it's all a matter of like we talk about personal development yeah 100%. being your best self and and growing and that doesn't mean your chest growing. Yeah. <laughs> don't fix band-aid situations. You don't need Botox or like face fillers yeah. or to do a bikini comp. If you haven't listened to that latest podcast, please go and listen to it because it is, I've had the most amazing feedback, even from competitors and pros that you don't need to, to do something to fix yourself, like fix yourself mentally before you fix yourself financially or aesthetically. Mm-hmm. Um, So to summarize that, I want to do a few quick fire questions. I will do this in all of my interviews and change the questions up, but I have five questions for you and I want you to answer them as fast as possible. Don't look. Um, (laughs) So we will get straight into that. So all time celebrity crush. Channing Tatum. Oh, so dreamy. Oh my God. Stop it. Magic Mike. (laughs) Anyway. All right. Moving on. Sweet or savory. Savory. Oh, I'm so opposite. Pe- biggest pet peeve. Lying. Oh, damn, good one. Um, describe yourself in one word. Passionate. Cute. What would be your spirit animal? A dolphin. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. I answered that the other day and I said a meerkat and I don't know why, but like, you know, they're just cute and they just like stand up and they're like, look at me. I'm yeah. like, I'm just a boss and just so inquisitive. <laughs> and so confident. Yeah. <laughs> So random, but anyway, a dolphin that is cute. Where where can we find you on social? Do you have your story anywhere or? Yeah, so I had my story on my Facebook page, but it's also on my Instagram. There's also a couple of articles um, floating around the internet because I have done a couple of interviews with newspapers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just head to my Instagram, Ash underscore feeling, like how you feeling? <laughs> <laughs> how do you spell that again? <laughs> P-H-E-L-A-N. Awesome. And if you have any questions, like I'm more than happy to answer anything you need to ask because I know how scary it is and I'm more than happy to help that's why I went through what I went through (laughs) awesome well just on a bit of a closure medically please seek obviously professional advice and there is plenty of symptoms and obviously there is two sides of the spectrum so just be a little bit more aware and try not to rule anything out and I think just yeah seek medical advice obviously and just do your research but anything else I think just trust your instincts like yeah that you may be told by certain medical professionals that aren't for breast implant illness that it is not real um and i think just persevere you know yourself better than anyone else and you you know your body so if you think something is wrong investigate it further and just be aware yeah 100 percent and Remember, guys, be the best version of yourself and self-love and self-confidence comes from within, not from an investment into your aesthetics. Closing with the quote of the day. Life isn't about finding yourself. Life is about creating yourself. And I think that is so relevant for today's podcast. So thank you so much for listening. And Ash, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I will leave her details in the show notes below. So please give it a like. And don't forget to subscribe because you will get notifications when I do upload new podcasts. 
If you did love this, please share it on your story and tag both of us because we would love to hear your feedback. That is all from us. Have an amazing day and thank you again for coming on. Thank you all so much for listening to my podcast. I am truly grateful for each and every one of you. If you liked today's episode, please share it on your story and leave a five-star review on the Let's Be Real podcast. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe. If you have any questions for me, topics you'd like to be covered or anything at all, please do not hesitate to contact me on Insta or email. Also, if you want to get to know me a little bit more, see the show notes below for my info. Otherwise, find me on the gram at Naomi underscore Z McKillop or at letsbereal.podcast. That is all for today, fam. Have a fantastic day wherever you are in the world. And remember, become a more evolved you.